You're listening to Snyder & Associates Podcast Series, a civil engineering planning and design firm focused on thinking beyond engineering to improve quality of life within the communities we serve. This episode's hosts are Jeff Walters and Brett Culp. Brent, what is your biggest sector issue pertaining to environmental regulations these days? I'd probably likely say how it affects the timing of the project or the extended months. I wouldn't go into years, but extended months that it could add to a project. If it's not done in the correct order or the order that a progressive order where we need to get out front and get this stuff, get the environmental uh, issues addressed immediately upon a project understand it during the scoping that if the project's going to have any environmental issues that's usually you know when you always come into play and running by a site doing a windshield survey or see what we got any issues concerns that we might have on a site so sure get that into the scope and then work from there on getting the tasks accomplished in a timely manner sure yeah you and i go back 20 years now at least at least yeah i mean i think one of the first projects we had was Diamond Hills here oh, in town. Yeah, that was and, at least we, 20 years. Yeah, we had wetland delineation out there, and that was the start of our relationship even before me working at Snyder. So yeah. things really haven't changed a whole lot in that 20 years, except I think you and I and uh, the development business unit have really coalesced and tied together a much better process so that we're not always doing environmental work either in a silo or in the 11th hour. You guys understand that if we get in early, get in often, we can help reduce impacts, reduce the time that you mentioned to make sure that our clients are getting that project on time and hopefully under budget or the schedule isn't delayed so much that it has to push them into another construction year. Yeah, that's correct. A lot of times it's not just the length that takes to do an assessment. It's the time of the year that you got to hit. And, you know, it can't be winter for the wetlands and stuff. And I think a successful project would be the project we had in Urbandale. I don't know if you recall that one where we had a storm sewer system outletting into an intermittent stream. And the owner was out there and the EPA guy's guy from Kansas City was up. I think he was looking to nail him on that specific item. We questioned the owner at that time. The owner just happened to have our 404 permit yep. available, really saved that project. So that, that's a project that really helped me understand the importance of what's needed on the environmental side for every project that we get involved with. Yeah, definitely dotting the I's and crossing the T's early on so that the clients have that correct documentation in hand is very important for exactly that reason. You just don't know when a regulator may come out to the site and start asking questions. And for us, it's really about protecting that client more than anything else. Because if a project fails on the environmental side, we're not doing that client a good justice. I think every year it gets more and more acceptable as a practice of something that's just not a good idea anymore. It's pretty much what has to be done. So, what are some common environmental hurdles that you and your clients work through these days? Well, it'd be the wetland, the delineation of the wetlands and the mitigation streams, much like we had on the Crosswinds project here in Ankeny and how that was addressed. That survey, I just had a project that client 
got you know made sure that was addressed prior to was it March 30th, and we purposely got everything handled with the city of Des Moines on that project and got that addressed. There's just all kinds of hurdles that you know we aren't we're involved often, but you know nothing quite like you guys are constantly having your hands in and understanding the current rules and regulations and requirements that are seems like ever changing. You mentioned streams and stream delineations and that's really become a hot topic here in recent years with the Corps of Engineers and the Iowa Department of Natural Resources where we have stream mitigation available for stream impacts. So hopefully that's helping our clients instead of the days of reconstructing meandered streams to get credit we can now purchase credit at these banks and make that process a lot more streamlined for our clients, especially developers who are usually you know, crossing a stream via new roadway or maybe they're putting new storm sewer outlets into a stream and that has an impact that requires permitting and you get enough of those impacts and it has some level of mitigation. And then you, you mentioned you know, bat habitat surveys and making sure we get those habitat surveys done in a timely manner so that our no-cut dates are enforced. But conversely, the contractors for the developers can get out and cut those trees down within those windows so that the developer can start grading in the springtime instead of waiting in you know, a whole construction season to get moving because there's potential bad habitat still at the project sites. One thing that was interesting on that project is that the developer was familiar enough, which, you know, five, ten years ago, most developers wouldn't hear of the requirements that are associated with it. And actually, he mentioned it in the meeting and kind of brought that up that, you know, he wanted to make sure he was within the window. Yeah. That that's available to do that. The bat issues have been around for 15 years now, and they've really ramped up here in the past few years, primarily because the EPA and the Iowa Department of Natural Resources have really streamline the rules, but you know, some of our other clients, our municipal clients, such as like uh, Iowa DOT and certain cities and counties have also changed their ordinance and recognize that this is not just a one-time thing, that it really is a, a federal issue. And so developers recognize that the municipalities and DOT and those types of entities are now requiring those types of studies to be done prior to issuing the, the grading permit. So as a, an environmental business unit here at Snyder, how can we support your clients and projects? Early on, understanding and allowing us to establish a scope of services that we're able to present with an estimated fee on what it would be to accomplish these tasks. And then once we are received notice to proceed, you know, getting out there and just getting the work done and helping the, the client understand that there are certain times of the years that you can't do wetland delineation and got a, you know, a specific schedule that's required and list of requirements to accomplish your tasks. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we forget that you know, these developers are getting permissions from cities or counties and the cities and counties have a schedule to abide by as well. And if we're not getting in there early and often to complete these environmental documentations and field visits, we hinder that process, that scheduling process with the developers. So if they miss a submittal for a city, 
and knocks them back a couple weeks and a couple weeks and a couple weeks. And pretty soon they're looking at us going, well, what's going on? But if we can, like you said, get in early off and it's important. And yeah, it helps over. And, you know, we still have those 11th hour fire drills every once in a while. And we do everything we can to accommodate the developer to make sure that prior to them moving dirt and pushing down trees that they have the required environmental documentation that's needed to get their project approved. What are some foreseeable changes that you anticipate with your clients as we move forward? I would think just clients, you know, it's not, my clients anymore just aren't the good old boys. You know, they, most of them are national firms, out-of-state firms that surprisingly a lot of them from Minnesota where, you know, it seems like the environmental aspects of projects are a decade ahead of what we've experienced in the past. So they really understand the importance of, even if it's not something important to a local jurisdiction that, you know, we're dealing with national requirements, national laws that they have to be abided by and they're, and they're unwilling to really, or want to cut corners. They, they want to do it right. I mean, we just, well, we dealt with another firm out of Kansas City that, I mean, that was their number one concern was to get out on site, get the wetlands delineated, have an understanding of what they're, they're dealing with right up front. So they can actually come in and work on a concept plan that takes into consideration the environmental aspects of that particular project or yeah. parcel. Yeah, I've noticed that too, that our newer clients and especially some of those bigger clients are far more sophisticated than some of our clients in years past. Which is great because the level of education required to get them up to speed isn't there anymore. So they know and we know how to track that project and get the work done to keep their project on schedule. But I've also noticed that some of our local clients, some of the smaller developer clients, are still very sophisticated. And every once in a while, it seems to be less and less that the education isn't needed to a greater detail as it used to be. And, you know, that's great. But we're still more than willing to come in and sit down with your clients, walk through the process so that they understand, here's why we're doing it. It's not because we are looking for scope creep or additional services. We want to make sure that your project moves forward and that you're well within the realm of the law and you're not breaking the law. I think that's what's really most important to us uh, in our environmental business unit is to make sure we keep our clients safe. Yeah, it seems like even the smaller local clients, I mean, still have enough for that. I think lately uh, with the current administration, you know, there's been a lot of changes and they really don't understand, you know, do I not have to do this anymore or can I get by with this or that? Not get by, but can I work with this or that? A lot of it's just really kind of trying to interpret current administration's changes or modifications to Clean Water Act and the EPA requirements and all that, too, which is, which is helpful, which you've helped me with on current projects. Yeah, and that's something that we keep up on constantly. We're always uh, reviewing proposed and current law, newly issued law, especially as it pertains to to acts like the Clean Water Act, Endangered Species Act, Clean Air Act. Those change every couple of years and they change with the administration at the federal level. And some of our 
state laws change every few years too, to a lesser extent. So making sure that we're current and understand those laws and have the relationships with the regulators like the Corps of Engineers, Iowa Department of Natural Resources, EPA, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and others. Well, having those great relationships with those entities really helps us to help you and your client move the project along. So that if a potential project is in jeopardy because of a rule, well, we can explain, here's how we get through it. Here's the route to get through it with the least amount of impact to, to your project and ultimately get you across the finish line as quickly as possible. Yeah, I appreciate that. So any other final thoughts before we leave? Not really. Just got some other projects that have come in recently we need to sit down and talk about. Yeah, I got one right behind just after we're done here. We'll take a look at that and continue on, I guess. All right. Well, Brent, I appreciate your time. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Snyder & Associates podcast series, a civil engineering, planning, and design firm focused on thinking beyond engineering to improve quality of life within the communities we serve. Find content related to this episode on snyder-associates.com.